This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, May 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Will China fight back? Trump suggests massive food aid effort. Peterson confident on re-election and EPA altering pesticide analysis. Purdue, trade aid will depend on China's response. President Trump is promising to protect U.S. farmers as he escalates his trade war with China. However, we still have no idea what form that aid will take or when it will be provided. It's also not clear whether or when the Chinese will increase their retaliatory duties in response to Trump raising U.S. tariffs last Friday. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, who is traveling in Asia, told reporters this weekend that the president is committed to support our producers if the Chinese do decide to retaliate. But he didn't provide any details of an aid plan. China held off saying what it would do in response to the higher U.S. tariffs, but over the weekend, Zimuan News, a government-supported operation, quoted Chinese Vice Premier Liu He threatening retaliation, saying China strongly opposes U.S. tariff hikes, which are harmful not only to China and the United States, but to the world at large, and China will have to take necessary countermeasures, he said. Liu also said that while China wants to cooperate with the U.S., it will never make concessions on major issues of principle. Trump creates confusion on trade aid. Trump created confusion throughout the media on Friday with a series of tweets about how he would protect farmers from retaliatory tariffs. He talked about buying $15 billion of commodities from farmers and then shipping it to poor and starving countries in the form of humanitarian assistance. The tweets have now been apparently deleted, but they're still archived on various websites. The administration could be considering some increase in food aid, but can't be anything close to the $15 billion mark of food aid. That would be nearly 10 times what the United States provides in U.S. commodities through the Food for Peace program. The U.S. has to be wary of dumping commodities in other countries and disrupting local markets, experts say. The simplest solution may be to authorize another round of market facilitation program payments. But House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota noted that corn producers were unhappy with their payment rate, and other producers have complained that basing the payments on a year's actual production harms farmers who happen to have a poor yield. Pork producers say, buy pork. The National Pork Producers Council responded to Trump's tweet by appealing to the administration to consider using pork for food aid. That was last done in 1998 when the U.S. market price collapsed and pork was shipped to Russia to address an economic crisis. A long-term expert on U.S. food aid programs, Cornell University economist Chris Barrett, tells AgriPulse that pork would be particularly difficult to use in food aid at this time because so many of the countries in need of assistance are predominantly Muslim, among them Yemen, Syria, Somalia, northern Nigeria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, Chad, and Mali. The U.S. pork industry is still hurting from the repercussions of Trump's trade disputes with China as well as with Mexico. Peterson confirms he's running. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson confirmed that he's going to run for re-election in 2020. Peterson first talked about his intentions in a recent interview in Fargo, North Dakota. 
Peterson, who was first elected to the House in 1990, expressed confidence that Republicans would have a hard time fielding a candidate who could beat him next year. On Friday, he was enjoying the praise he received from Vice President Mike Pence when he was in Peterson's district the day before. In calling for Peterson to pressure House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to support the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, Pence said Peterson was a friend and a good man and a vitally important leader in Congress. As for the pressure from Pence, Peterson said that Pelosi doesn't tell me what to do and I don't tell her what to do. She does listen to me on ag stuff, but this USMCA isn't in my jurisdiction. EPA overhauling pesticide evaluation. EPA is proposing new ways to determine when pesticides may harm endangered species using what the agency called real-world data. The agency says the interagency consultation progress has resulted in EPA evaluations that find too many listed species could be harmed by pesticides. EPA says it wants its revised method to be efficient, relying upon automation as much as possible, and protective without being overly conservative. The new method, for example, would not assume pesticides are applied at maximum label rates, proposing instead to incorporate usage data, such as survey data that include actual application rates in species evaluations. Jack Lee, Director for Biodiversity at the Environmental Policy Innovation Center, said the proposed method makes major changes to the approach EPA had been using to implement recommendations from a National Academy of Sciences report. He's concerned the EPA plan would go too far in determining that pesticide applications have no effect on listed species and thus don't require consultation with the Fish and Wildlife Service. A public meeting is scheduled on the new methods for June 10th. USDA changing checkoff rules. Soybean growers and beef producers who don't want state promotional councils to get half of every checkoff dollar will have to make such redirection requests monthly under a rule USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service is publishing today. This action clarifies that producers under certain circumstances have the option of requesting that their assessments paid to a state council be directed to the national program according to the rule. The issue is the subject of an ongoing constitutional challenge brought by RCAF USA. A federal judge in Montana issued a preliminary injunction in 2017 prohibiting USDA from allowing the Montana Beef Council from spending checkoff money on ad campaigns. RCAF USA CEO Bill Bullard says the rule was issued in time for the government to use it in the lawsuit. RCAF's motion for summary judgment is due May 20th, and the briefing should be completed by the end of August. But Wayne Watkinson, who represents the beef program and 13 other checkoffs, says USDA is simply restoring redirection provisions that have been dropped mistakenly by USDA in a broader effort to streamline regulations. The rule says few producers have requested their checkoff dollars not go to the state council, so allowing affirmation consent would be a burden to the industry as a whole. Bullard says most producers don't know they have a choice. Here's today's He Said It. Any time a nation wants to take action against the United States, they always seem to go to the farm base. It's an important constituency with the president, and he expects to protect them. 
That's Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue speaking to reporters in Japan about the potential for China to impose higher retaliatory tariffs on U.S. farm commodities. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, May 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.